In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm Radio Nowhere, and I'm Evan. I'm some spiky-haired, leather daddy Greeks. And I'm Ronnie. If you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. For some ungodly reason, we're covering Young Hercules, which lasted like 54 episodes. I think I know the reason. No, No spoilers, but I think I might know the reason. But before we get into that... Someone has a bit for us. Oh, someone does? Someone has a bit for us. Evan, you got a bit? No, I don't. Ooh, uh, Andy, you got a bit? I don't. Ooh, <laughs> let me let me check in with the other co-hosts that we have. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Let me, let me actually consult podcast host Ronnie because he's a very different personality than like actual mm. Ronnie. So um hang on. Let me get let me get real Ronnie. Hey um hey Ronnie, do you have a uh do you have a bit for this week's episode? Ooh no, I did not think about what I would have do 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 you scared the cat with that noise that you made. Scared the Ronnie. Welcome to Knives Out Squad. This is a podcast within a podcast Ooh. where we discuss Knives Out. I like oh, okay. that. I like that. Uh, I'm going to send Justin McElroy 20 bucks in the mail. I mean, or Venmo. He probably has Venmo. Yeah. Um, the Knives Out, the, the uh, mystery thriller uh, by Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson? Yep. That's his name? Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great dude. I've seen lots of it. I have seen, here's the thing. I have seen more interviews with Ryan Johnson than I have minutes of the movie Knives Out. Oh no. I know. Oh, I guess we're not going to talk about Knives Out then. No, we can. I don't, I'm not. Listen, no, we can't. Yes, we can. This is not, we have, we, we if, if, if we have stuck our flag in one little patch of earth, it's the, we don't give a shit about spoilers territory. I agree, except for the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis said she would spit in your eye if you spoil Knives Out for anyone. Huh. We can discuss it without discussing spoilers. Here's the thing. There's a lot... Here's the thing. I don't know if Jamie Lee Curtis actually said that, but she she said something along the lines. I was going to say, I might... I I know some people who might... uh, may or may not have the name Ronnie that might, like, pay money for Jamie Lee Curtis to spit in their eyes. So, <laughs> oh, okay. So, All right. not for nothing, but uh spoil me, daddy. Uh, Knives Out was great. I'm a I'm a huge Ryan Johnson fan. Um been obsessed with his movie since uh Micah, who has written into the show a couple times, uh first showed me Brick. Mm, I've back, heard of like Brick. in high school. Yeah. Brick is my favorite movie. Uh, Brothers Bloom is probably my second favorite movie. Knives Out is real good, though. Knives Out is real good. Personally, I like Knives Out better than uh, Brick or Brothers Bloom. Uh, it definitely has the Ryan Johnson flavor about it, though. I oh. can tell that like they were they're very different films, but I can tell sort of stylistically that they came from the same mind. Yeah, it is definitely a Ryan Johnson movie. Um, but yeah, Knives Out is fun because it doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, it's, there's a lot of twists and turns. It feels a little contrived, but, um, it feels very deliberately that way. It feels very genre aware in -hmm. a way that's not like annoying, you know, it really adds something to the, the whole story. Yeah. He said that he was a, uh, he used to love watching Agatha Christie movies with his family. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to make. Sure. His version of that. Um, the I'd say the biggest twist on the format is about 20 minutes into the movie, he shows you who did the murder. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so uh, he also switches the POV when other people are talking. So, like, they're being interviewed by the detective, and you'll see what they say, and then you'll see what really happened. Ooh. From their perspective, 
So he is constantly showing you all of the cards. Yeah. So you're not just rooting for the detective. You're not just following the detective. You're following uh, other characters along with the detective. And mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting that way. Yeah, it's less about puzzling out the crime and more about puzzling out the characters and their motives. And, so. it, and if certain people are going to get away with certain things. Yeah, right. It's very I, in, good. I really in, loved it. In the interviews I've heard, I have heard that, that it's just like it's not a whodunit. It's more of like the journey around this kind of a thing and the dynamics that are at play. Um, I, I mean, you are, you are continuing to sell me on a movie that I am like dying to see. Is this on streaming? Have they like made like a coronavirus we exception? It on Amazon Prime. Oh, so it yeah, is. We paid, okay. Yeah, we, we paid, paid money. Four dollars for it on Amazon Prime. That's worth it. That's worth it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was dying to see it in theaters and just didn't get a chance. Sure. To. Well, um, it came out around that time where, like, I mean, Cats was in theater. So if you were gonna go and yeah. see a movie, it was gonna be about the cats. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, quarantine finally allowed me to, there you to go. see it. And there you go. it was great. I loved it. I loved it very much. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm going to I am going to check this out and then report back and then next time I'll talk about this movie and y'all can talk about another movie I haven't seen and we'll just continue this chain all the way down yeah. until that's the, the pod until that's the podcast and we don't have to talk about Young Hercules anymore. That's yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for Knives Out Squad. Let's talk about Young Hercules. Yeah. Do we have to? We do have to. We watch I'm so sorry all right, y'all. All right, y'all. Yeah, let's let's just like um, like just break this off, Evan. Just like snap these episodes over your knee. We'll we'll discuss like everything in so much depth when we talk about what worked and what didn't work. So like, all right. So I'm going to. I've never done this before. I'm just going to literally read the episode yes, descriptions. Yes, yes, yes from yes. IMDb. They're like a sentence, maybe two sentences long. All right, let's let's do this. Uh, season one, episode seven, Hercules, Jason, and Aeolus volunteer to look after Cora's restaurant when she's called away by Artemis, goddess of the hunt. Season one, episode eight, in an effort to beat Jason, Hercules has his half-brother Hephaestus make him an, make him unbeatable weaponry. The new weapons are not without their downsides. Season one, episode nine, Hercules meets up with the Amazons again and invite them back to the Academy. Trouble naturally ensues. There's no proper episode summary for this because nothing happens. Uh, Season 1, episode 10. Failing to gain the interest of women, Hephaestus builds a woman out of metal. The woman falls in love with Hercules instead of Hephaestus. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's exactly what it says on the box. Season 1, episode 11, Battle Lines Part 1. Strife and Hercules' half-sister Discord stir up war between old enemies, the Amazons, and the Centaurs, led by... What's his name? Chiron. 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 Hercules has to choose between his teacher and his crush. Battle Lines Part 2. Hercules has to step into the battlefield in order to stop the Amazons and the Centaurs from fighting a war fueled by lies told by Discord and Strife, who are characters. So yeah, that was up to episode twelve. Excellent, excellent. Um, I love, I love you outsourcing this responsibility, Evan. This is the best. This is the best thing that could have come from uh, from Young Look, Hercules. The things, the things that IMDb claims mattered to the plot of these episodes are not at all the things I remember about these episodes, except the thing about the metal woman. I have. That- I have a I mean, very clear memory of that, that episode. That, I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time on Metal Woman episode. I don't want to spend episode. any time on that episode. Oh, can I tell you? We're going to spend some time on that episode. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we watched... Uh, what do we watch? I mean, if we include... We watched seven? Seven or six of these? Yeah, six of these. I don't know. We watched six of them. Um, and you know I got to ask it. Uh, hey, yep. Andy... Hey, Ronnie. These six episodes of, uh, I think it was Fox Kids, Young Hercules, uh, did they <laughs> did they work for you? So, here's the deal. I think I posited last week that this show was maybe good. I think you, I think you I made a, mention of it. I have a new theory. Okay. I think this show might be garbage. Ooh. It's a compelling theory. Hot yeah. take. So I'm going to say no, it's not working mm, for me. Interesting, interesting. 
Uh, hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These six episodes of the uh, cult classic, uh, someone <laughs> called it a cult classic, um, Young Hercules. Uh, There's they... one cult that exists literally yes. founded on Young Hercules, and they're the only fans. Right, yes. It, well, it's a classic among them. Uh, these six episodes, mm. did they work for you? No, no, they did not. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did uh, these six episodes we um, we endured, did they work for you? Um, so to preface that, I want to say, um, let me get, let me, let me, again, this is another character that I had to put on it. Uh, I dislike puppies. I dislike kittens. Uh, snacks are for chumps. And Ronnie, are you going to say that this show worked? No, no. Yeah, wait for it. Just wait for it. Wait, wait, you okay. see me through here. Uh, Tom Hanks, he's not even all that great of a person. Uh, he's a little bit overrated. Um, you see, what I'm trying to do here is develop, uh, become like the villain of the podcast is what I'm trying to do now. Like make oh, a heel turn. Okay. Um, are you about to say the show worked? No, no, no. Would you just, oh my goodness gracious. Okay. Let me get, let me get through my spiel. Uh, I'm trying. Okay. You, you, you explore this space, Ronnie. I'm exploring the just space. you're Pl- stressing me Play out. with me in this space. Um, so I'm the villain now. Um, I made a heel turn because if I make myself the villain, then people might enjoy the fact that I am suffering through this show um, mm. because because before it was like, oh, no, I don't want to listen to them, listen to something they don't like. Uh, but now if they hate me, then they will enjoy the fact that I am suffering through this basically unwatchable television show. Um, that was a long road to get here. Um, it's not working. It is decidedly not working for me. Yeah, so yeah. I think people will enjoy your suffering, even yes. if you are a good person, because people are terrible, actually. Mm. Um, hot so. take, hot take about our audience, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I think we Love all that know take. that I despise our audience, no. Ronnie. Andy, Andy, I'm going to pull you over here. Listen, listen, I'm the villain okay. now. I'm the villain now. You look, you look <laughs> okay. at me. You look at me. I'm, 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 I'm the villain right now. I'm looking right in your eyes, Ronnie. I'm the villain now. You're the villain. Can I'm we all villain. be the villains? Can we all hate our audience? Um, I don't want. See, I don't want to hate the audience. I just want the audience to okay. playfully hate me. Gotcha. Um, okay. I don't know how to make that happen other than <laughs> other than me antagonizing the audience. That's fair. That's fair. This is we've, bad. We've this gone is bad. somewhere, and I don't know where. Yeah. I don't know anyway, where. Let's listen. talk about Young Hercules. I don't know we, what this space is that we're playing in. The, now. the space that we're playing in is that we have to really figure out how this works now for the next ten episodes show. that we talk about this damn show. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so I have to I have to talk about the episode with the weapons. Okay, we will talk about the episode with the weapon right after we hear from a message no. from our no. sp- we have to take no. a break. It doesn't no make- other breaks. No other podcasts. <laughs> we are only talking about Young Hercules. You want to know what's fucking wild, guys? What's um, fucking wild? Each of these individual episodes has a rating on IMDb, which is where I was. Um, uh, reading these episode descriptions, and although there are only between 15 and 18 reviews on any given episode, they're all rated, like, above a 7.0. And so, this really is validating my totally off-the-cuff harebrained notion that there is a cult out there founded squarely on the the media that is Young Hercules, you and want- all... 15 to 18 members of this cult went on here and individually rated these episodes very highly. You want to know what I think is wild? Is uh, Artificial Ghost Radio, a Sisyphean music recommendation podcast hosted by Quizkeeper Miles Lazarus and Tomb Dweller Mars Garbeo. Every other week, they challenge each other to find songs based on completely arbitrary themes and discuss them while making goofs along the way. Then they spiel the wi- spiel. Hey, here's something. Then they spin the wheel of discord. Said in a dramatic voice. Oh, that's that's said in a dramatic voice. That's that's in key. 
Disappointed! Uh, <laughs> to talk about a random song from a Challengers library, you can find Artificial Ghost Radio every Saturday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. That had two Young Hercules references in it. I'm I'm very pleased with my my synergy, with my synergy there. Well done, well um, done, very good. You know what's very good? Advertising, a podcast wherein the hosts are ad executives who take your favorite brands, then create a product and viral ad campaign that will be sure to end in failure. Hosted by Penny Parker, Blue Lennox, and Haley Rose, airing every other Monday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcast. Advertising, your dissatisfaction is guaranteed. I'm I am dissatisfied because there was no young. It's a handful of rat bastards that run that show. Ah, yeah. They owe me like sixteen. 75 in all nickels for they know what they owe it for okay they know I mean, what they did they they do owe us some back wages for creating uh the gay and lesbian kingdom of rat of rat island um there's yeah. that too yeah we, yeah, we definitely actually earned revenue off of that we somehow have, some kind of way. <laughs> i don't know how but we did i'm oh, sure yeah. i'm oh, confident yeah. i have faith we're taking this spotlight off of me and putting it on all of us and i'm uncomfortable with sharing the spotlight with the two of you but uh, uh, uh they 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 know what they owe gotcha, me for gotcha so, so they owe us collectively and then individually they're they you got some juice they got some juice with I you. I got some beef. I got some beef with bad advertising. You got to make that juice flow, bad advertising. Or else so when, be- when I tell you that it's a great podcast, you know that I mean it. Ooh. Check out yeah. podcasts on LunarLifeStudio.com. Yeah, there's a bunch of great shows. Hey, Reed. Hey, Brittany. Hey, all of you out there in podcast land. This is What You Call It. A podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of nerdiness. Here's what people are saying about it. Oh, have you heard of the what you call it? Hey, that that is my favorite podcast it is right now. So good. It is better than a tater tot hot dish. Well, I can't believe that for a second. You know, it's one of those big Midwest fancy things. A Midwest fancy thing? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay, yeah, that's but what yeah. it is. <laughs> You're gonna love it, though. Oh, you're have, just gonna love have it. Have you heard Brittany talk about being from California. Oh, have you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest? Well, I never. And for crying in the soup, for would you just listen to the, the show? Soup. Don't take their word. Take a listen to the show. Yeah, blah, blah. We're the show. And remember, folks, your belly button is your old mouth. Listen. From LunarLightStudio.com. Okay. Well, no I podcast. Do, no I do commercial the, breaks. <laughs> okay. I do the I'm editing. I'm in charge now. I do the I'm editing. the captain now. I do the editing, so we definitely just put an ad break in there. God damn it, Ronnie. <laughs> you really are the villain. You're drunk with power. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the quarantine, you know? You got you got to you got to get drunk on something. Um, or you don't have to. Okay, let's talk about some uh, show that's not great. Or maybe it's so bad that it is. Nope. 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 It's no, bad. No, no, no. It's really bad. Show, this show is, and other shows have been this for me before, this show is work, but not like mm. a job that I like. This is like a job that mm. I like drive to work in like an anxious panic every morning saying like, this is a stepping stone to another place. Like, this is not forever. Like, you can make it through this. Just like save up enough and you can move on to like, you know. Uh, freaks and geeks or something like that like th- th- this this shall pass you know this is this is a real struggle to watch this show every week yep you know what we need to do what's that we need to kidnap chris sims and make him watch this show has he not seen like it sims he's a huge xena fan oh. and maybe he could find the joy in it because i can't hmm he has a he has a Xena podcast, which is very good. Ooh, well, looks like I'll have to you know spread around the love a little bit yeah. on my secret. Yeah. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna listen to a podcast that's about a good show in the Xenaverse, watch uh, Chris Sims. Um, I'm blanking on the name. It's just called Xena Warrior Business. Xena Warrior Business. Watch that instead. Or nice. listen to that instead. Yeah. I mean, you could watch it. Because it's about a really great show in the Xenoverse, a.k.a. Xena. When are we going to talk about the Metal Woman? Because we've Okay, just no, been... before we get to the Metal Woman, I have to talk about the weapons okay. episode. 
Okay. Let's go in order. Let's let's go back to the first one. Okay. In trouble. Uh, there's a bunch of people in fawn. There's like sat. There's satyrs. satyrs or satyrs. Satyrs and fawns are the same thing. And there's like a metal band. So metal. Um, uh, there's like apples, but Artemis owns the apples, and so they have to yep. stop the satyrs from eating the apples. I don't know why. It's. it's I don't know why. This is something that'll like pop up later too, but it's like so weird. I don't know if we're discussing negatives or positives now or if we're just, like, discussing this show. I, I think we're just... I don't That's think fair. there are any positives. There's no positives. I'm sorry. There's not. Uh, I can't think of any... Okay, then we'll discuss positives we, at the end. <laughs> we, can, we can gradually bring up positives sure, fair as enough. they come up fair naturally, enough. but That's I think fair. I think we're just going to rip these episodes okay. apart. It's so weird to me that, like, the gods are, like, just, like, elite people, like, just, like, the debt collectors of society and not, like beings of of like kind of ethereal nature no it's just like that's, well, they, a, that's artemis she lives down the street and she's a real stickler about getting her produce they can't afford the sfx for that ronnie they can't like they don't have another set to be olympus you know they've got that no. one like throne room set and that's the only other set they have and they have to keep using so it. you're saying that they have the common like that you trust the writers of this show enough that they have a limitation and then write that limitation into the script instead of just like just ham fisting around it the entire time. I'm pretty sure I saw a battle of Amazons and Centaurs. I don't think they understand what their limitations are. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, but this episode was very like we we've talked before how this feels like fan fiction, but like I've definitely read that fan fiction where like for whatever arbitrary reason people who don't own the restaurant are running the restaurant for an episode. Like there was a black Donnelly's episode about that where like Joey ice cream is running the bar. Yeah. Yeah. While the brothers are away. So like it was that and like shenanigans ensued. Yeah. Totally arbitrary out of nowhere shenanigans that will never come up again. I can't tell any of these sets apart is the thing. And like, no, they're all no, the, they're same the same place. set. Sure. It's all the same set. Okay. That, that makes me feel better. Cause they're like trying to like get into this building that's locked and they're like, oh, let's go around the other side. And I was like, well, this if this is their, is their dining hall at the academy, I guess that's fine. If this is a private place of business and they're like, door's locked, let's try and sneak in a different way. It's like, eh, I don't care how friendly you are with the owner of this establishment. That's not great. That's not great. Hercules, Golden Boy, and freaking um, Jason yeah. is like a total cop later in this in this run of uh, episodes. Um, yeah, they have like three different doors. That's it. They just have three doors that they recycle for every scene. And, like, sometimes they just put shit on it. They'll put, like, you know, uh, like, netting on it sometimes. Or they'll put, like, a a big weird lock on it sometimes. But it's, like, there's only three doors. And anytime they're going in or out of a door, it's one of those three prop doors that they have. So there is absolutely no way to orient yourself in time and space as far as, like, where they physically are. Or where they physically came from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Keeping up with the Jasons, uh, Hercules loses a sword fight to his pal Jason. So, uh, and Jason just got like a legendary sword of his dead dad because apparently he's an orphan. Apparently. I, I kind of like. I don't remember I, if they said his dad was I dead. They said it in this episode, as but they said it in such a way as if that they had established it before, which they have definitely not. They said that he missed him, but I couldn't tell if that was like he missed them because he was at the academy or if he missed him because he was dead. Because he's the like the the king to be of Corinth. If his dad is dead, he would be the king. This man is at least 35 years old. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, Hercules gets like really petty about it and he goes to Hephaestus and they act as if Hephaestus has been around before he has. Yeah, right. yeah this right. is the first time we've met Hephaestus and it's like we're supposed to know who Hephaestus is and like what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he gives Hercules essentially like a lightsaber and a magical shield and her spray painted chrome. And Hercules, yeah, they look very bad. Hella chrome. Hercules, like a dick, like like just uses these the rest of the episode. And not only does he destroy Jason's dead dad sword, he also blinds um, the Amazon character who's been hanging out with them. Yeah, because the chrome is so shiny, she like goes blind. <laughs> um, and people keep trying to like steal 
this sword from Hercules, but they don't have swords, and they're like, we're going to beat you up, and I'm like, he has a sword. He's a demigod, and everyone knows he's a demigod, and he has a sword, and you have nothing. Mm -hmm. You're just Uh, a guy in a mesh shirt for some reason. Here you are in a mesh shirt with weird hair, like mm-hmm. you're going to beat the guy up and take his sword from him. Anyway, yeah. the end, the episode ends with Hercules, like, destroying the episode and then, like, beating the shit out of, like, this this Billy Goat's gruff gang who, like, they keep getting a, an older brother. Right. And they're, they're the ones that brought a studded collar to a sword fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, well, by the end of it, the oldest brother has weapons and it's Hercules with no weapons and Jason... And uh, Lilith, who's blind now, and Hercules fights him and defeats him with no weapons. And I was like, oh, wow, this was almost an episode about why old man Hercules and Hercules the Legendary Journey doesn't use weapons. Like, it was almost that. There was almost, like, a theme and a story and an arc here that would have played into the established canon of the much better TV shows that this is based on. But no, it doesn't go anywhere. Jason forgives him. Uh, Lilith gets her vision back and like the episode resets by the end of it. And Hercules doesn't seem to learn anything. We do get a great example here of like Hercules being that prototypical protagonist that we hate in every show of just like, Oh, this guy, this guy rules. This guy can't do any wrong where he like makes some jokes early in the episode about the guy wanting the table. And Hercules is like, hey, man, if you love this table so much, why don't you marry it? And everyone's like, yeah, get him, Hercules. Like it is. Yeah, everyone acts like it's such a great burn. Right, right. It was just like, yeah, Hercules, you tell that man who loves a table. You tell him. It was it was real, real. And because like Ryan Gosling with his human face has to stand there and look proud of what he has done. And it, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be proud. Yeah, this this episode to me highlights everything that's wrong with this show. Because uh, not only does it have no consequences, the status quo must be maintained, and it it, it almost connected. It almost connected really well with Hercules and Xena, but then it pivots and doesn't. And it was like, oh man, this could have been like an episode about why. Batman doesn't use guns or this could have been an episode about like why uh, Superman wears a red cape. Like, like this could have been that cool prequel moment where it takes something, you know, in the lore and does something with it, but then it doesn't. And I was like, what the fuck was the point of this episode then? Right. And I don't know. Even when he gets rid of the weapons, like he says, Hephaestus, you should destroy them. Like, He's just like so like I don't they cost too much trouble. I'm getting out of here. But doesn't like it's just like whiny and then goes back and is just like, well, we'll just use other weapons then. <laughs> like it's like it's an arms race episode that ends with like, you know what? Sometimes I guess the weapons you have are just fine. And it's like what what defense contractor bullshit is like behind this episode? And like Every th- I don't understand why Lilith is there. I don't understand yep. why Aeolus is here. Lilith just keeps showing up. Lilith's plot line is wild, incomprehensible, it is. wild. She's it here. Makes- some- and to be clear, we're watching these in order. Like there is an order. It's it matches on everything. And like she just pops in and out. Sometimes she's an Amazon. Sometimes she's not. Sometimes, sometimes she's, she's a hero. Sometimes she's a villain. She, like, sometimes she's a student at the academy. She's clearly the same person. It's not like the actress playing different characters. Her name is Lilith. She's in the same costume all the time, and she's just, like, a completely different person every time it's, they run into it, her. It, it Evan very, did have to specify that it's the same character, because they do reuse actors frequently. They do. Yeah. They, it, is, just, it is the same character, though. It's exactly what you're talking about, though. Like, everything has... The status quo needs to be maintained, and there can't be any consequences, and everything has to stay very static. Uh, well, how do we create, like, dy- dynamicism? Oh, well, let's just take this unnecessary token character that we've thrown in here... And uh, we'll just like make, you know, we'll make her blind and that'll that'll cause some like tension for the guys and like, oh, she'll leave the school and that'll, you know, that'll be fun. And now she's a villain and like, oh, that cre-. like it's just it's 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 Again, nonsense. They just have to establish within the first 45 seconds of Lilith being on the screen who she is again because right. she's different 
every episode. Right. And there's no carryover. There's no consistency. Headcanon Lilith has dissociative personality disorder and just everyone thinks it's rude to bring it up. So that's the only way that this makes sense. Probably not a lot of psychologists in ancient Greece to uh, diagnose that. Uh, yeah. But but fair, fair. There probably also wasn't taffeta and um, like foam and stuff. Fair enough. But here we are. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what happened in episode nine. Episode nine, uh, Aeolus takes a shortcut through the woods and gets attacked by... Oh, that was the masks. Yes, gets attacked by these okay. like flying bird people who they think are harpies at first, but it turns out it's Amazons. And uh, there's a big, long, drawn-out fight. Hercules invites them back to the school it turns Lilith out Lilith is a villain in that one, and then she decides to be a student again, or what? No, she's no, fine. Not yet. Oh, okay. She. Uh, anyway, Hercules invites them back to the school. Uh, Lilith is stoked that more Amazons are there, but then it turns out Amazons are racist against centaurs, and uh, Chiron is the principal. Then, like, all I could think of was Shooter McGavin, this guy who like talks like the actor and looks kind of like the actor who plays Shooter McGavin in. Happy Gilmore. Jesus, I'm old. Um, he's like, oh, and Jason is like, yeah, you're my old friend, but like you own these these Amazons because the first time these Amazons were introduced, Hercules freed them from slavery. And uh, for whatever convoluted reason, even though Hercules states numerous times that slavery is bad, but we have to follow the laws. He has to find, like, an antiquated, like, backwards way out of uh, letting this, like, bad guy king take the Amazons away as slaves. And okay. they, they have, like, a ropes course battle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the ropes. I, I want to get I wanna, memories of this. I want to get to the ropes course battle at some point. But um, it is so, like, so first of all, the Athenian king, which, like. I understand probably all Greek society had to have some kind of a military presence, but like Athens in pop culture has always been ancient Athens has always been like very much like whimsical and non-confrontational and non-combative. It's full of intellectuals. Right, right. This is decidedly like, yeah, we're I'm the Athenian king, which I thought he said his name was Reese's like a Reese's cup king of (laughs) Athens. And then I thought he said Theseus, which I was like, okay, I guess this could be Theseus. I'm fine with that. That's that would make sense why like Jason would know who he is. And then his name is actually Lysius. We like I understand we're very much playing in this world, but if the clothes can be modern, modernize some of these names. Damn it, I can't understand what the hell anyone's saying. This is ridiculous. Um I wrote here how women just can't seem to keep their hands off this very skinny 17-year-old. Um, yes, this actual child amongst yeah. grown ass men. Yeah. yeah. Jason, fuck Jason. Jason's like a cop <laughs> here. He might be slavery might be wrong, but the laws on his side. You got to respect the law, or else we don't have order. It's like fuck you. Go go <laughs> to your Blue Lives Matter meeting. Like get get out of this school and get out of this town. I mean, um, he looks like a cop who didn't see does. this coming. He looks like a John Cena motherfucker, and like. Which is yeah. gr- granted because he is taking his shirt off at any given opportunity. Um, and I would not be surprised at all if he threw on a pair of jean shorts. And the only so like they have this scene, which they repeat later. And it, and it, I don't know. You can tell me if this is like if it feels whack. But like there's this like Amazon dance scene that is like very choreographed. And like I don't I don't know if like Xena had like a battle every episode like a fight like a like a real like brawl i think in most episodes she did that was kind of like her deal right i just feel like these like those are the worst parts of these episodes is like Mm. the dizzying like oh bat like we're changing the camera angle 14 times per movement like i'm dizzy Xena didn't exactly like have a ton of core or anything except mm-hmm. for that time she got crucified. Um, but she was at least allowed to hit people with her weapons. Sure. 
And this is some like TMNT universe where like you're allowed to hold weapons, you just can't hit people with them. Yes. It, specifically in this like ropes course scene, like like oh to my god, how we were talking about earlier, like how they would like write stuff in for this, like you clear like I can't imagine the work that had to go into like framing these shots of like okay now you jump onto the rope from this other rope you're not actually jumping from this other rope but just pretend because that's how we're gonna edit it and then they have to edit it like that like why would not why would you like write a scene that's gonna be that taxing and not they look probably, good at all they probably did almost random just action movements they probably did a day of they had this one location they did a day of filming they were just like all right do some jumps do some flips sort of hit each other and we'll just edit it to make it look good and then they just dumped all of this on whoever was editing right and that person had to do the best they could with that kind of raw footage of just random action right also of course hercules has to win of course yeah. he has to win, yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. He can't hit a girl to win. He's got to, you know, she's just got to mm. fall on the ground to win, like, because he's such a good guy. Um, yeah, I am I, I, sure the editor did their best. They needed a better editor, though, because this was, it's just like, these scenes of these fighting, like, even, like, the whole back flips and front flips and we're fighting strife and whoever it is, like, it's just, like, nauseating to try and keep track of all this with my human brain and yeah i well it's all that to say the cult like i would much rather prefer to see like some like this is how the spartans like this is how their culture works this is the amazon's culture this is the athenians cult like maybe that's boring but i i feel like i would enjoy it far more than just like all right here's the new people we're gonna beat up this week follow along to the end before you vomit yeah, I mean, I I don't even know that it was the editor's fault. I I think the reason that the the cuts are so abrupt is because at any given time they only had you know three seconds of contiguous action before something looked dumb and they had to cut away. You right. know, so there, there's also a joke at the end of this episode that is like the joke is that Eolus has learned nothing. From all of these mm-hmm. uh, situations, which like it's not OK that Eolus learns nothing just because you acknowledge that Eolus is learning nothing. Writers like that's not how yeah, this works. That's lampshading. Y'all yeah. <laughs> also, why is Eolus in the show? Yes. OK. Yeah. He yes. Doesn't do like anything. he he is a phenomenal character in Hercules, the legendary journey. That's wild like, to me. I am. He I is, am uncomfortable he is with how that, that is the case. And he's like. He, he deals a lot with, like, being the sidekick and being in Hercules' shadow despite being, like, an accomplished, like, hero in his own right. And he's got, like, this criminal past that he's ashamed of and kind of wrestling with. And, like, he struggles with trying to be, like, Hercules' best friend, but also, like, only being human. And, like, he has compelling shit to do. Right. And he is just not that in this at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't I feel like they felt like they had to have the character in this show because he's in the other show. So like if young Hercules is in this, we have to have young Aeolus, but he doesn't do or act or say anything that would right. lead you to believe that this is the same character. Well, and he has to create it's the conflict. Wild. Like I was like I wrote early in that that same episode, like he's like, oh, this is a no trespassing sign. I'm going to just walk through it anyway. It's like, why do Jason and Hercules still hang out with this person? Because he is causing absolutely nothing but trouble and extra work for them in any episode. Like he brings nothing to the table. And it's like, well, that's just because like he needs to add the conflict because Hercules is perfect. and He's not going to like do anything that's going to like lead to conflict. Eolus has to get in trouble and Hercules has to get him out of it. And it's like that's not a compelling character to see in have the second most lines in every fucking episode. In Hercules, legendary journey, he has like ranger tricks like he's kind of a ranger and a rogue like mashed together. And, like, that brings something to the table, because, like, Hercules is, like, the big, strong badass, but Aeolus is the one who can, like, pick locks and do tracking and, like, make traps and, and stuff like that. In this, I don't know what he adds. Like, he doesn't 
he doesn't have any skill set. He doesn't have any insight into anything. He's just there. It's yeah. I don't I don't know who his character is or what his character is. It is buck wild to me. Hey, we found this no name actor that kind of looks like the guy. Let's just put him in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so horny Anywho. too. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. like yeah. That I would say that is his defining characteristic is Aeolus wants to fuck. Yeah. And 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 does not get to. Will <laughs> just yeah. just total incel. Just like totally I was, like I was just gonna say Aeolus is an incel. OG the original incel. incel, yeah. Oh, that's such a shame. <laughs> he and Hercules are so gay for each other in Hercules the Legendary Journey. Say that again because it'll make the Jesus man mad. Oh, Hercules and Aeolus are very, very homoerotic in Hercules' legendary journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear that? Whatever your name is, bad man. The bad man. Bad man. Hercules man. You were gay. You're retroactively gay. We've decided. Um, um, let's talk about this metal. Let's woman. Talk about this metal. Let's talk woman. about the metal woman. There are three things that <laughs> I love about this episode. Oh my god. I have I have legitimate positives about this episode. Let's hear them. Oh, you want me to go through them now? Yeah. yeah. Let's okay. hear them right out the gate. I love Hephaestus. Hephaestus, if this show was about Hephaestus, I would be I would I would it would not be work anymore. It would probably still be work, but it would be a job that I enjoyed. Um Hephaestus is like it makes me so mad. That they have like dressed him up to the degree that he like is supposed to think of himself as unattractive. He is like probably the most ruggedly handsome person on this show that isn't like Ryan Gosling or like these like very, of course, very, very handsome like model types. Like, I literally cannot see his face past his weird soul patch and his white man dreads. So fair enough. Fair enough. His I, face. Like, I have, I, I could not call to mind his face. There's literally. If, a close-up on his face after he looks at his reflection and is like, she could never love someone as ugly as me. And it's just like, bro, you're, you're fine. Like, like you look good. Like you have like some chiseled features. Like what is like, what's the issue here? Um, he's supposed to be like the ugliest God, which is like problematic because he's just disabled, um, in Greek mythology. And that fucking sucks. But like, he, I guess mm-hmm. in this, they're just deciding that he's the ugly one. um, so Hephaestus rules. He sits down at this table, like makes a basically a a D and D miniature that moves out of like spoons and forks, and everyone's like, "Oh, how annoying!" It's like, can we can we please get that this was guy really, around? Like that little device he made was actually very cool. It was, very it was cool. quite charming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like this guy's got skills. He can make funs. I thought everyone. I thought the point of the episode at that point was that like. Eolus, Jason, and Hercules think this guy stinks, and then everyone else loves him, and they're, like, unsure of why that's the case. That was not how yeah. it happened. Um, so, Hephaestus creates a woman. Um, mm, yeah, out he of does. bronze and gold and, and, you know, lots of metals. Um, After Hercules describes every woman, right. you know, with yes. about four adjectives. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. Women are so different, you can't describe them, except they're all exactly like this. Right, right, right. And I just don't get women. I, I have such problems with them, except for the fact that every single time I meet one, they just want to touch me a bunch and love me. Like, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so bizarre. Women are so much more complicated than men. Right. Except, except for the fact that, you know, you can literally make one out of metal and it's exactly the same as a real woman. So he, he makes a woman out of metal that like, like he is in the scene, like saying like women are strong and Hephaestus is like strong, like bronze. And Hercules is like, yeah, sure. I guess to the literal God of metallurgy. And isn't like, what's he planning here? He's just like, yeah, women are real pure, like gold. And then Hercules is like, I don't see what you're getting at here. It's so, um, so he, he builds a woman Names her Galatea, which is um, not in the original text, but years later has been dis- um, the sculpture that Pygmalion makes in um, mm. in mythology is Galatea. Um, Pygmalion yeah. 
is a story about a man who makes a sculpture and prays to Aphrodite and she comes to life and it's all good and he loves her and has children. Da, da, da. Yeah, I knew, that, I knew about Pygmalion. Yeah, that was adapted. I didn't know the statue's name. Right, right. That's that's adapted into um, the play Pygmalion, which is then adapted into the musical My Fair Lady, which is then, of mm-hmm. course, adapted into the very famous uh, one season television show Selfie. This episode is awesome because it has it basically references selfie. I I just played uh, seven degrees of selfie. I won this episode rules Six because I got to talk about selfie. from Kevin Bacon. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, this show rules because it features selfie. Uh, the only okay. other thing, the only other thing that I enjoyed was that um, during the uh, scene where he's like pouring all of the the liquid ores together, um, they're playing really like intense music, and I got to say out loud to my uh, infant daughter, "This is so metal." And she laughed, even though I know she didn't get the joke. But then I get to share the joke with you, which is what I enjoyed. Because he's pouring metal. It's 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 funny because it's heavy metal yeah. music and he's pouring metal into stuff. It's very you you love it. That's that's my third reason is that I got to say and explain that joke to y'all. So uh, yeah. this this episode uh, the, the, also sucked. So let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, I was I was very baffled by the whole scene where he was uh, like pouring metal into molds because he kept pulling out these pieces of metal that were incomprehensible shapes that looked nothing like organs or body parts or anything and just going, oh, oh, oh." and I'm like, what sort of attachments are you putting on this Mm -hmm. sex bot that you're making? Mm -hmm. And also he kept making like the scene was like very full of innuendo as he was like making the pieces of the woman like there was some like hip movements. There was some like exaggerated like lifting and like wiping of sweat from the brow like it it just made me a little bit uncomfortable like it there was something me, the entire episode made me extremely uncomfortable oh well yes i mean yes obviously but anyway so then he makes um a human woman who has gold paint on her and a uh, a uh, sort of a wig and like the oh boy she wakes up, immediately falls in love with Hercules, who happens to be there while Hephaestus is out like, I'm going to pick her a flower. I'm going to catch her a bird. And then like she there's all these things where they're like, why are you behaving this way? And she's like, I'm a woman and therefore I'm very strong willed. Right. Or <laughs> here's the thing. And, uh, here's the thing about um, Pygmalion. When. Galatea comes to life in Pygmalion, she is like a fully formed and with agency woman. This robot yeah. comes to life and has the knowledge of a child. And yes, it's, a, it's a born like, sexy, born sexy yesterday trope, as right. they would say on TV tropes. It's just yeah. like super like, ooh, I'm what is love? What is this? <laughs> like, it's just no gross, gross, stop it. You've done a bad job. It had the potential to be so weirdly good, and it just was so weirdly bad. Yeah, so then Hephaestus, like, gets jealous of Hercules and, like, does some kind of enchantment on the robot. He does some kind of, like, he blows fairy dust on her and says, like, you don't like Hercules anymore. And then she tries to kill Hercules, and he's like, no, wait, that's not what I meant. And then she falls off a bridge, and he's like, but I loved her. And... That's where that ends up. It's it's so like everything about this episode is just off the chain. Like it's, what is happening at any moment? Who knows? It's it's all over the place. Also, also, good. If she's metal, I don't know why the fall would kill her. Because like she, the fall didn't break her apart. Like they didn't like make a, a statue of the actress and like shatter it or something. Right. So no, she's just she, like lying on the ground. Like, like she's not dented. She's not like she, no physical damage happened to the robot upon falling. Right. But, Oh, good thing. She's dead now. It's for the best. This was this, this abomination ought never to have lived. So everything's back to normal. The status quo has been maintained. Let's just she, leave this robot in a ditch. When they fall, 
again, the set pieces in this show go from like like beautiful New Zealand scapes to like what happened here, which was they like bash against a set that looks like it's something out of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like mm-hmm. it like global like they're against the Astro Crag, like falling to their death. It's like it the, the aggro crag, Ronnie. The, the aggro, aggro crag. crag. Oh, see, that's that why I'm a guts. that's why I'm a villain because I thought it was the Astro Crag from Temple of the Hidden Felt Hidden Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> Hercules and the legendary temple. Come at me, snowflakes. <laughs> the legendary temple of the aggro guts. Um, <sighs> the other thing that like I'll, I'll not dwell on this for too long. Um. The episode is called Cyrano de Hercules, which is not the legend of Cyrano de Bergerac. This has nothing to do with that. This is Pygmalion. Cyrano de Bergerac is like somebody like whispers to their friend who's more attractive what they want to say to their hot cousin. Like, like it's just it. I It's completely mixing. It's like old fashioned stories. I'm upset. <laughs> Cyrano de Bergerac has a big nose and he wants to make out with his cousin and it's a whole thing that has nothing to do like with this, this story. It's really bad. And, yeah, and the people like who it. are and the people who are making it are bad and should feel bad. What's the next episode? Battle Lines Part 1 and Part 2. This is essentially the same episode, so we can just run right through it. Battle Lines Uh, and two Battle Lines, two Centaurs. So, yeah. Lilith is, is for no apparent reason, like, evil now. And and attacks Hercules and Aeolus. In the exact same way that they were attacked by Amazons earlier, and they act like. Oh, yeah, that's why. That's why I got these Same scenes. Same costumes and everything. That's why yeah. I got these scenes confused when they were like, oh, attacked in the woods with the masks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when Lilith turns evil. No, this is a different. We were attacked by women in masks in the woods, recycled footage. And this time Lilith is evil. So they like fight each other to a standstill. And Lilith agrees to like begrudgingly help Hercules and Aeolus and bring them back to their her Amazon queen. But like. She's a dick to him the whole time with zero explanation. It's wild. Uh, so it turns out that the centaurs and the Amazons are about to go to war again. They've always hated each other. Um, it's clear that like something is happening behind the scenes. Uh, the plot is pretty incomprehensible. Like you cannot figure out what is supposed to be going on. It does not help, again, that people are not allowed to hit each other with weapons in this, and that this show cannot, for the life of it, make centaurs look good. Oh my gosh. And there is a big-ass battle between centaurs and Amazons where no one is allowed to hit each other, and the centaurs can't look good. The centaurs can't walk. They're dudes with, like, hobby horses strapped to their butts, and they have to, like, pretend to move. They have to pretend to walk. rough. And then, like... You know, they, they got to, like, lean forward like they're about to take a step, and then it just cuts away so you can't see them, like, waddling with their hobby horse butts on. It's, <laughs> uh, it's so yeah. bad. So I did some detective work. Oh, please. So you know how I mentioned, like, why is Aeolus in this show? Like, it doesn't feel like they have any use for him. I was wondering, why is Lilith on this show? It doesn't seem like they have any sure. use for her. It very much feels so, like, not to, not to interrupt, but like, it feels like the, what's her name? Um, uh, the, 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 the woman Ninja Turtle that they brought in at the end, just mm. because they thought they wanted to sell a toy that was also a girl. Oh, we don't talk about Mona Lisa here. I don't think her name's Mona Lisa, is it? Her name is Mona Lisa because they did not name her after... An artist, they named her after a piece of art, which is shitty. They said that there were no good Renaissance female artists, which is just not accurate. Anyway, so I did some digging. I was like, why is Lilith here? It turns out in season five of Hercules, the legendary journey, there is an episode called the Academy where Jason, Hercules and Aeolus two go to their old academy. Wait, Aeolus 2? Yes, Aeolus 2 is from a 
uh, alternate dimension where Hercules is evil and Aeolus is secretly uh, leading a rebellion against him as the court jester. And he replaces Aeolus for a while, and then he gets turned into a merman and marries Nautica. Ooh, okay. Anyway, the Aeolus 2, Hercules and Jason, go to the academy, their old academy, and there's no principal there. So Jason becomes the principal, and it turns out one of the students is his secret daughter that he had with Lilith at some point during young Hercules. They get together, she gets pregnant, and keeps it a secret from him. So Lilith has to be here in order for Jason to, at some point during their academy days, have sex with her. So that, that's and that of- is her only that is her only plot relevance, I guess, to this show. So is that happening soon? Like, is that going to happen on this show? I don't know oh, if it's going to actually no. happen on this show or not. Apparently, they kept their relationship a secret. And then she kept the pregnancy a secret from him. Uh, so I don't know if, like, Hercules ever knew that Jason and Lilith dated. It's just so stated it sounds in, like that didn't even need to be in here. It's just stated in Hercules Season 5 that Jason had a secret relationship with another classmate named Lilith. Sure. Ugh. So they may yeah, keep it, it secret from the audience as well. And what I'm thinking about now is how many things I would like for the show to keep a secret from us, the audience, uh, because it is so bad. Um, I want to say that I, I was not thinking of Mona Lisa Turtle. I was thinking of Venus de Milo, um, who was on the live action series of uh, T- TMNT. And oh, that's another, who I was. another girl named after right. a piece of art. Exactly, no, exactly. I, okay. I got the piece of art wrong. That's oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it was Is Venus. It? Okay, I think there also yeah. might be a Mona Lisa turtle I, in my in my research I found. But uh, there is Venus Amilo who has uh, very uncomfortable breasts. Um, I don't know if they're uncomfortable for Venus Amilo, no, but they're they very make uncomfortable. Me uncomfortable. Shell boobs. Shell Re- boobs. Reptile boobs. Re- yeah. Reptile boobs are always bad. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no... It, don't put tits on your lizard folk in D&D. That's the coward's way out. I think um, we just made a lot of furries or maybe scalies unhappy oh, with us, but... M- Mona Lisa's Ralph's lizard space girlfriend. Gotcha. That's, that's where I was getting that name. Gotcha. Okay. Again, it's still same thing. It's just a piece of art, not an actual creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- so fuck history and the history of, like, content creation. And, and uh... <laughs> popular media speaking I just want to stress again for the audience that there is a battle between centaurs and amazons they can't show full body centaurs and they can't show people hitting each other but they they have an on screen war also there's only like 12 people in this episode they only have like 12 actors that's because they can't show a full centaur in any of the shots (laughs) it's Um, bad yeah there's th- this war. It's like I don't. It's a two parter. So it was meant to feel climactic, clearly, but like it's just it's a lot of nothing. Like it's it's again like back to the status quo. As soon as it's over, uh, this war was caused by. Oh, is this is this where strife uh, and discord were up to shenanigans? Uh, no, I was yeah. just gonna say, is this Discord's first introduction? Was in part no, one? No, she's been here before. She yeah. was. She's a recent addition, though. We like Strife this, has been here the whole run. time. Yeah, we, yeah. We should talk about it. Discord. Is all of a sudden pops up. She's another mm-hmm. like C level god, um, along with Strife. Goth girlfriend. Yeah. 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 She. I, I would very much like to say that, like, get rid of Strife and and just have Discord. Discord also sucks. Discord is also very mm-hmm. bad. We figured out which orc uh, in Return of the King Strife is, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think we did that on the last episode. Oh, did we do that? Okay. Yeah. We watched Return of the King, though, and we were looking for him. Oh, good for you. Yeah, we found him. <laughs> we got him. He's great in Return of the King. Listen. He's got, he, a, couple, he's got a couple couple lines in there, and he delivers. I don't think that he's terrible here. He's just a lot. He's, he's just great so much. I'll say that. I love him. I don't, I will not say that. Um, okay. <laughs> I honestly, I might have to correct myself. He might be bad in this. He might be very bad. 
I just he he doesn't match anything that's going on, and everything else that's going on is very bad. So it's like, hmm, maybe maybe he's the outlier. Maybe he's actually good. Um, yeah, this has been a real slog. Um, the to 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 just take a quick step back to uh battle two battle lines too furious um th- th- it's so like it, again i don't give a shit about like the integrity of like the legend of of any of these greek like communities with this terrible show but it just does seem like feel like they're doing the legend of the amazons a huge disservice when their queen is like constantly trying to fuck hercules like that's her mm. her primary motive in this in this entire series is like, yeah 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 I'll protect my people but first let me get that seventeen year old dick, let me get a little bit of that let me get that part god demi demi god dick, and it's uh it's literally all she ever does she's, exactly I, she's an incompetent leader because she's just trying to climb on that seventeen year old dick the yeah. whole time. Also, it does seem to really discredit Xena. Yeah. Yeah, no, and absolutely. Like, when Xena shows up in Hercules' legendary journey, she is a badass and a force of nature. And, like, Hercules has never seen a foe like this before. And, like, it's a big deal. Yeah. And then, like, she gets her own spinoff and it's amazing. And for this show to be like, oh, no, Amazons are, you know... They're everywhere. They're all over this bitch, and uh, they're also also horny. They're also they also just suck. It's like really, because I remember when they first showed up, they were rad as fuck, and it was like a big deal. And why do they all suck now? Like I was willing to give it a little bit of like credit because like of course they suck in the first episode where they're stuck on the boat and they're like, "Help us, Hercules! You're our only hope." Um. And then the next episode, like I said, they have that scene where they're doing their dance and they're rejecting Aeolus. And it's like very much like, you know, and she finds out that Hercules is the son of Zeus. And she's like, oh, fuck that. Like, I'm not getting involved with that. And like, it's very much like they're doing their own thing. They have their own culture. It is like totally independent of whatever bullshit's going on at this academy. And then like the next time we see them, they're like, yeah, we got this new land. And she like sits on the couch next to Hercules and she's like got her hand on his knee. And it's like, what? Like, you literally said in the first time we saw you that, like, we dispose of our, like, our men, like, go off to live someplace else. Like, we don't need our men. And you're like, mm, but this man, this boy, this child, I would like him. He's so, it's, He's it's moldable. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm upset about it. Yeah, this show's real bad. It's making me, act, like, that's the thing, is I'm allowing it to have an effect over my feelings and emotions. Um, which is a me problem in all aspects of life. Also, right, like, there's a lot of, of bullshit going on right now that are, like, making me anxious and stuff like that. And, like, I don't need, like, this show to also be doing that. Um, but I will keep watching it. <laughs> if you want to watch a good show, watch, uh, watch Xena or, or listen to the, the Xena podcast, which is just way more positive than this is Xena warrior business is that what it's called yeah give it, a, give it another plug I would love 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 plug. for people to say that they uh, found Xena warrior business thanks to ending pending um so I guess we're gonna watch a bunch more of these huh um something like that something like that we'll probably get up to like what 20 next time no that's a lot of episodes watch six more I guess Six is not divisible by 50, but... All right. Well, Thanks. Thank you for listening. Um, oh. We hope that it's enjoyable. And also, um, ice cream is for chumps. Ice cream is bad. And so is pizza. I'm loving this villain, Ronnie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I don't want to... See, I feel like in, in like wrestling, not to like part the kimono too much, but in wrestling too much, like the heels are like become like yeah i'm a real bad guy i'm an evil guy and everyone's like yeah we hate you and then they're like yeah uh homophobic shit and everyone's like whoa whoa like like stop like we don't need to we don't need that like we can hate you and you can not be problematic like i don't want to go there um but i i do want to like you know challenge these these stalwarts of uh 
of you know unassailable joy. No, like you get them, Ronnie. Pizza and Tom Hanks. Um, I don't like pizza, so I I apparently am a villain. Well, I mean, you don't like pizza, but you're not sitting here saying that everyone who likes pizza is bad, which is what I'm doing because I'm a villain. Aren't they the no? No, stop it! You guys are. All right, you, don't tell Tom Chaplu. Both of you, I'm come here. Both don't of, tell no, Tom don't, You can't. You can't end it. We have to do like something uh, else. No, I stuff. ended it. No, but we, so listen to. We'll be back next time. It's already over, Ronnie. No, it's not. I edited this. <laughs> damn it! I, I have the power. Um, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Pending Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Ending Pending. Follow us on Facebook at Pending Pod. Uh, listen to Xena Warrior Business on the, I don't know if that's on their podcast network, but it's probably available on iTunes. Uh, send us an email about literally anything we can talk about that's not uh, the Hercules, the young one, baby Hercules. Um, and that's it. Penningpod at gmail.com. Listen to lunarlightstudio.com. Uh, all the podcasts there. Um, if you feel like you need some extra content right now, um, I understand if you're strapped for cash during this hectic time, but for just a dollar, you can get access to all of the bonus content at patreon.com forward slash uh, lunarlighthq. Um, so that's just a, just listen, donate a dollar for a month, then back out. And you you could listen through a good amount of content. That's not I, I am not getting confirmation that that is okay from the higher ups. That's the little uh, Ronnie tip as the villain. Um, I guess I'm the villain against the establishment, which means I'm everyone's favorite. Who can tell? This is it's it's hard You're work. You're an antihero now. You've had character development. Oh, it's hard work making people dislike you. Um. And uh, go ahead, Annie. Now you can do it. Don't don't tell the pawn shop, Lou. Don't tell him. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. 